Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, with today's guest, Maurice Philogene with JMP Investment Group. Maurice, welcome to the show. Hey, David. I appreciate it. So glad you had me. Thank you for being on, uh, Maurice. Uh, you have a uh, you you have quite a record. Um, tell my my listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into the real estate space. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So first of all, thanks for having me on. I think it's a time. It's a good thing whenever we can kind of put our, each other's stories out there for the benefit of helping listeners. So I appreciate you putting me in that spot. Um, I, I, I appreciate you taking your time and time out of your day to hop on and share your expertise with my listeners. Yeah, brother. It's absolutely my pleasure. So <clears throat> I'm based out of the DC area. You mentioned that. Um, and so I, I was born in New York, raised in Boston, and I come from an immigrant family. So my family's Haitian, um, and then ended down in the DC area because, uh, I went to the university of Virginia. Uh, graduated back in 97. And I, um, once I started working in the DC area, you know, tip, tip, typical out of UVA, you get recruited into the either consulting space or government space. I got recruited into the consulting space and started working for a consulting firm. Um, and I'm still there today after 22 years, I'm still at the same firm, but awesome, along awesome. the way, yeah, <clears throat> along the way, I started investing in single family, single family real estate or single home real estate. And uh, that was back in 2002. And the beautiful thing, I think sometimes timing is everything. It just so happens I bought my place to live when I was 23 years old. And it was at the beginning of the boom cycle back in the 2000s, as I'm sure you're aware of. So it was like 2002, 2003. Um, great, great, great time to get in. <laughs> Oh, completely, completely. Um, so I, I, I started at that particular point and um, the place that I bought, after I bought it, three months later, the one, the same floor plan in the next building sold for $30,000 more. It was, no kidding, three or four months later. And I asked my father, hey, what does that mean? He explained, hey, son, you just made thirty dollars or $40,000 in equity. I said, you, you got to be kidding me. What is, what is equity? And back then, David, if you remember, we, we would go to libraries. So I went to the library probably the next day, sat down and read three, uh, excuse me, read eight or nine books in one sitting at the library because I was so enthralled by it. You, and you, then you, by the end of the... Yeah, you got, go that bug, you got that bug and it went, oh, I got to keep reading this. I need more of this. It, it's like, it wow, this is exciting. Me, yes. Yeah, if you're 23 years old, and especially if you grew up where, if you if you grew up without too much means, and you make 30 or 40 grand in a at a clip, then that's significant. That's someone's salary. So I was like, how do I repeat that? Yes. So I went out, got the bug, read some books, and then by the year I had bought 10, 10, 10, nine or 10 additional places within one year. So within one year I had bought 10. It was condominiums at the time. 10 condominiums. And then that kind of started my real estate arc. And that's where it came from. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, where, uh, from that beginning, how, what, what did you, uh, where, where'd you go next? Yeah. So I, I had a thought 
back then. I picked up Personal Finance for Dummies, if you remember those four dummy series of books, mm-hmm. right? And it talked about financial freedom, which I knew nothing about. The fact that if you have more uh, passive income and expenses, then technically you're financially free and you can go do all the things that you want to do. And I really held on to that concept. So I extended that concept. And and over time, I developed this idea, which was, look, if I buy all these condos and single family homes, I can take my salary from my employment. I'm also a military guy in the reserve. So I could also take my reserve pay at the time. And then I can take the rent from these places that I now own with the rent. What I was clearing wasn't significant, two, three hundred bucks or something like that. But I could focus all that instead of buying a new car or uh, expensive clothes or whatever, just wasting my money. I decided to focus on paying off homes. So one by one, I paid off the first one and then I took the rent from the paid off first one, added it to my salaries. And then I paid off the second one. And then I just pressed repeat for literally 14 years. And it got me to a point where I had a portfolio of all these paid off homes and I was effectively financially free, even though I was still working at the same company. Um, And then that's how I realized that I could, wow, I had really made a difference in my own life and in my family's life by becoming financially free. What was the next step? And then of course, you know, and most of your listeners know that some of the times a lot of single family investors start moving towards multifamily and that shift happened for me in 2015. Yeah, that's it, it seems like once uh once people you know they like to cut their teeth on the single family stuff and then when they figure out or you know realize what the benefits and what that next step up into you know scale and size and the benefits mm-hmm. of upgrading you know to those larger larger projects and larger scope is oh wow Mm -hmm. this uh you know this it it gets magnified you know when you get to you know when you go from you know a single unit to 20 units to 100 units you know when you Mm -hmm. get to the when you get to be able to break that 100 unit mark and the economies of scale and everything you know starts to add up and you start seeing that on paper it's like wow okay uh this was really really good when it was on this small scale but you know, you start magnifying it and it's like, wow, that is amazing that it gets to that level and to that point. Uh, and, and you hit the nail on the head. You're, you're spot on. That, that was the difference. For one, I wasn't growing as a person anymore doing the single family stuff because I had figured it out. And that's where you realize that life is not about money. Life is about growth and freedom and what you want to do that makes you happy. Like you can be successful. I would, I would, relatively successful in the single family racket, like paying off these places and each place I paid off would give me, would add anywhere between 6,000 and 12,000 worth of income every year. Right. And I got to 15, 16 of them at one point. Um, but there was just a natural progression towards economies of scale and what's the next step. And, um, I took that jump into multifamily. I think I had a lot of limiting beliefs for a while. So when I, when I started educating myself about how to buy apartment buildings and mobile home parks and things of that nature, it took me until, uh, it took me two years, roughly two years from the moment that I said I was going to do multifamily to actually close my first multifamily deal. 
it just sometimes takes a while, especially when you have limiting beliefs, right? Definitely. I, I, I always like to say, you know, the, 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 in any journey, the hardest six inches is the six inches that you have to travel in between your two ears. It's, it's, that is, yeah. you, you know, that is the hardest six inches of any, of any traveling you do. Any, any quest that you set out on is convincing your, you know, the six inches in between your ear that this is a good idea and that you can do it. And that is, you know, that's really the, the hardest part is convincing yourself that it is, you know, that it's doable and you can do this. and you know, once you do, that is usually the big difference in between those that, you know, be are able to, you know, get started and gain traction and start crushing it and doing massive things and taking massive action is convincing yourself that you can do it and that you're, like you said, the limiting belief and knowing that, yes, I am worthy. I can do this. This is not outside of my scope, not outside of my means that, I, you know, it, somebody's going to do this. Somebody's going to take this product project and turn it into a profit. So why can't it be me? Mm -hmm. And the answer is mm -hmm. it, it can be you. Um, you just have to make up your mind that it's, it's you who's going to do it and, you know, start taking the, the steps and actions necessary to make it happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I like what you said. It's the six inches between your ears. That, that's so true. And if anyone who's listening is having problems making the jump from single family to multifamily, or even just wants to get into real estate in general, I'd say start with multifamily. Because had I started with multifamily, the goals that I'm trying to reach now, I would have reached them. The, the beautiful thing for me is since I got into multifamily and closed on my first deal back in 2017, um, or late 2017, uh, I, I'm, I have accelerated everything that I'm trying to do. I have accelerated. So one of my goals is to write a $50 million check to a charitable cause or to a country or something, right? Because large money, kind of like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, moves markets. And I really believe that. So well, I carry a $50 definitely. million. Dollar, yeah, I carry a $50 million check that I wrote to myself in my wallet. I look at it anytime I go into my wallet for something. And I'm going to get there. Um, the more units I procure, so I'm, I'm, so I'm in the single, so excuse me, I'm in the multifamily space now. I'm syndicating deals, but I also uh, do, I also do and have done deals where I don't raise any money whatsoever. I'll just do it with my own funds. It just depends on the type of deal or the people I'm doing it with. Um, but now I'm investing in anything that is above 80 units. I typically, typically don't go lower than that. Um, it can be above 80 units at this point, or it can be a mobile home park that has at least 15 acres of land because I want land as well in strategic places. Um, but all those things are now, right? And I had mentioned to you this, mentioned this to you before, all these activities around multifamily investing is truly uh, being done now for my why, which is additional freedom, additional passive income for my family. Uh, legacy around my name, um, writing that $50 million check in the next 20 years, maybe less. Uh, I fully expect myself to achieve those goals and multifamily is absolutely the way for me to do it. And it has been a, a godsend, a, legitimately a blessing and all the people who are on my teams uh, that I got into this space because pretty much every 
financial and legacy and even friendship goals are seem to be dropping out of what I'm doing. Yeah, it, that's the, you know, that's the whole thing um, with mindset and setting your goals and just having goals in general is you put them out there and then you start moving with them. And it's amazing that when you get synergy and traction and inertia on your side, when you start moving and you keep putting that consistent effort and keep, you know, just making sure that the ball's rolling and, you know, you set those short-term, those mid-term and those Mm -hmm. long-term goals and, Mm -hmm. you know, you start clicking off those little goals and, you know, like when you're talking about the, the, the single family, uh, when you're starting out, you know, you get that first one paid off and then you get that second one paid off and you start taking, you know, when you get to house number three and you have all these first three houses and they're paying, you know, they're paying down on house number four, you know, they, right, they start right. to multiple multiply and start moving faster. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the same philosophy. Like you said, you know, if you'd started with multifamily, over to single families and we're able to, you know, take those same philosophies and get that economies of scale and start to be able to flip those and get that inertia on that next level up, that next economy of scale. You know, when you start yeah. doing those 80 unit plus and, you know, you have, you know, the numbers just start blowing up and exploding and, you know, it's writing a $50 million check off of single family homes, what you have to own in that realm to be able to yeah, do that ridiculous. In, in 10 years or 20 years, whatever your goal happens to be, say, well, just for sake of argument, we'll say it's 15 years down the road. Well, the amount of single family homes that you have to have, you know, divide 50 million by a hundred dollars. It's impossible. You know, that's a, that's a long, long time. And, you know, like you said, you know, you, you don't know if you'll ever get there, but you start throwing those numbers into multifamily and you start applying the economies of scale that are on the multifamily side. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh wow, those numbers have cut down. You know, that's not this this runway is it's doable. You know, it's like okay, it's it's, it's totally doable. And so, and I believe in exactly what you said. That's why I'm pushing so hard now. So I have 730 units under contract right now. We'll close. uh, We'll we'll close on 608 of those units on October in early October. We'll close on another hundred and 30 or so in mid-November and I'm working on one additional contract right now for 400 units and it just seems like you know you, you put your goals out into the universe you surround yourself with amazing people um, you connect with the right people and you use the momentum towards whatever whatever your goals are and I, I have stuck with that gene- generic formula of sticking with momentum even if things are tough on deals. It's hard to get places under contract. I was just in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we had some challenges, uh, not necessarily with the broker uh, or with the seller, but just with some lack of communication. And your normal inclination is like, no, we're going to pull out of this deal. But you, you have done so much work and built up so much momentum to get these things under contract that I thought it was worth getting on a plane and figuring it out. And we figured it out, right? So we've, we've unstuck the... 82 to 130 units that we're going to buy up there. But again, it's not the money thing. It's, it's reaching my goals and the legacy of my family and the team. And the other thing I wanted to mention to you was, 
so one of my passions in life and probably my, one of my biggest passions is travel and immersing myself in culture. Um, so I'm a language speaker. My native language is French and Creole because I'm Haitian, but I also speak Portuguese and obviously English. I love immersing myself in culture in other countries. So to date, I've been to 94 countries over 200 times. And then in, uh, in November, I go to my 95th country, which will be Lebanon uh, awesome. for a few weeks. And I do that on purpose because that's what life is, is for. You're supposed to learn new things, be around new places, meet new people, eat new foods, learn new cultures. And man, real estate gives you that ability because as you know, whether it's single family investing or multifamily investing, all you and I are doing are creating additional passive flows of income. And we are doing exactly what, for example, Tim Ferriss said. Tim said, it's not that people want to be rich. It's that people want to live the life that they think, excuse me, it's not that people want to be millionaires, billionaires. It's that they want to live the life that they think millionaires or billionaires live. And the way you do that is by creating passive income. That passive income creates time. That time gives you ability to be anywhere you want to be at any given time for any given reason. And as long as your expenses are lower, uh, lower than the passive income coming in, you're free. And I yeah. figured that out in my 20s, and although I gave up my 20s to do all this work. But it is a beautiful thing that you and I can, can get into real estate or anyone else can get into real estate and create the life dynamic that we want to have. And definitely. And, you know, and it, it doesn't mean that, you know, like you said, it's you're still still working, still doing it. But yeah. there, there, there's a mind, there's a there's a certain trigger that goes on when you have passive income that covers your debts, you know, what you owe. And you know, you're going to have passive income that comes in. It, it makes everything else much more enjoyable. Even, you know, even if you totally. have a nine to five, it's like, look, if you know that your bills are covered and that you don't absolutely have to have that nine to five, it makes going to that nine to five so much more enjoyable because it's like, well, I don't have to do this. Yeah, I do this yeah. because I enjoy it because I like the what choice. nine to five does. And if mm -hmm. it ever comes to a point where I don't, well, I have the freedom and I know this in That's my right. mind that I have the freedom to go, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And you know, well, if I decide that I don't want to do it, I just don't have to do it anymore. And that's, that, you know, that, that's yep. an amazing place to be in. And it doesn't mean that you're going to quit doing what you're doing. It's just, you have that option and there's a whole different level of life when you're at that stage and you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I, I have, I still have two nine to five in theoretically, um, or yeah, I still have two nine to five. I, I don't have to be there, but especially on the consulting side, what I do, I love it because I have customers who I adore professionally and personally, and I can help them achieve outcomes that they want to achieve. And because I'm there, because I want to be, not because I have to be, I'm actually plugged in. I'm very aware when I'm at work or I'm providing consulting services or strategic, advi strategic advisory services or technology, whatever I'm doing, I, I actually love my job, you know? But it's because I have these passive flows behind me that I that I don't have the stress that I think a lot of people have as a result of, you know, you have to go to work. Right. 
It, it, um, it, it's it's that that being being you know cash flow rich you know on right. on, on on being able to just not you you don't have to do it you know it, it's no, just when, no. when you're able to when you're able to switch flip that switch and it's like okay this is not i i'm not required to do this my daughter doesn't you know it's like you know I don't have to do this to make sure my daughter has a roof over her head and food in her That's stomach. Right. You know, that That's is taken right. care of. And when you take that stress of taking that part of it up over the, your nine to five, even if it's a nine to five that you don't quite like as much, it's much more tolerable yep. because it's like, well, I don't have to be here. I can be happy and I can move on if I need to. So I think it actually makes you a better employee for your current nine to five because you're not yep. stressed out about it because no. you know it's it that's one less layer of stress you don't have to so you're not as nervous you're not pushing you're taking things as they come and yeah. it's like wow okay and you know then like you said you know it's like i'm not here because i'm trying to make this particular dollar i'm here because i can what i do changes you know helps other people change their life and do what they need to do. So I'm going to consult them. I'm going to help their business. And it's more about what I can create with this other person mm -hmm. and help them mm -hmm. drive instead of, I got to do this because my rent's due and I want to, you know, I, I want to go have a burger this weekend with my buddies. And if I don't do all of this, I don't get to do that. There's just a, a whole mindset shift that when you're at that point, and that's where, you know, positive cash flow um, helps. It does. And, you know, that, that mind shift that you just talked about, I'll just touch on, you know, now that I'm assuming that my plan goes to where it'll be, I'll be, you know, well over 1500 by the end of the year in terms of units and, uh, you, you know, you, you get to a point where it's like, okay, so what, what, what is the goal now? Like I have certain goals, but I want to help people. Right. So I'm so ecstatic about exactly what you said, which is a mind mindset shift where now all I'm trying to do is help people. I go to speaking engagements. I'm trying to do a lot more podcast interviews. Um, I am connecting with, with groups like dream catchers, for example, where it's, it's about folks trying to get to the next level of what they want out of life. And it, it has nothing to do with money. Like this money stuff that we're doing just enables who you, enables who you are, who you actually are and what you want to be. So I try and I'm now in the mentorship side where I'm mentoring people and speaking on podcasts and getting on stage. And even like if any of your listeners are great website developers, I need a, a it has become apparent to me that I need web presence because every time I'm doing all these podcasts, people will reach out on Instagram or LinkedIn and they heard the story, but they don't recall the story of, you know, uh, all the single family. I gave up my twenties. I built up uh, financial freedom. I now I'm at 15 or will be at 1500 units. I speak, I've traveled to all these countries. Like I got to get myself out there to help people. And that is now my mindset that shift is I think I need to put myself in a position to help people that not only come from my background, but are also in the nine to five who are looking for a different way of life. Right. It, it, so yeah. that's my, that's starting to be my focus. 
focusing focusing on you know it's like okay i've I, i've gotten to a certain plateau and i still have climbing to do and you know it's like i'm not done climbing but right I, I'm, I'm far enough up the mountain to be able to look back and go okay um all right here here's a couple people who are you know they're they're working their way up the 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 mountain and they could use an extra hand to help them speed yeah. their speed their travel up and i'm in that position and i can look down and i can see this person is busting their tail so That's right. i'm going to reach back i'm going to extend my hand and i'm going to pull them up here with me so that they can and, and i can help them navigate because i'm i'm sitting higher on the mountain i can see where their pitfalls are because i just climbed up through them and i That's had right. to avoid those and some of those i had to slug through but now i That's can right. reach down and i can help them avoid you know i can t give them you know even if it's just audible instruction of no go right don't go left left is bad That's right. you know you don't, I, I went left and i figured out left sucks um so you want to go right and you help people with those instructions and and miss those potholes and those pieces that you know it's like look i i had to go through there blind and i just i yeah, did not yeah. I, I powered it through but now i have the wisdom and knowledge to be able to go hey you you don't need to power through like that. I did that. But when I got yeah. on the other side, I realized that that's not the best path because it no, was so it, hard on it, me. I went and I figured out how to do it. You know, I figured out the, the better way of how I should have done it. And now I can tell you, and that, you know, that just helps, you know, those that are behind you be able to accelerate and get past and, you know, be able to do, you know, be able to, to get to their why. And now, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. mostly if you help somebody else get to their why, they're going to help you get to your why even fast. You know, uh, eventually. It, and we all have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility. Like you're going to collect all these units and collect all this money, but not help. Everybody should be putting a hand up saying, I need help. And then putting a hand down saying, I can help you. Yes. And I'm so grateful for the people that helped me and now I'm trying to help as many as people as possible. And don't get it. I don't want to uh, misrepres misrepresent. Oh, I still need a lot of help. And the people that I partner with have done far beyond what I've done, right? And in some cases, a friend of mine who has over 5,000 units who's helping me get to potentially where he is, like he's not in the restaurant business. And I passively uh, invest in restaurants in D.C., I'm opening another one in uh, January called The Lane, uh, The Lane, um, L-A-N-E, with two amazing entrepreneurs who I had the for fortune of, of meeting, Rachel Lubin and Molly Nishnikov. So I, I am helping that real estate investor come into the restaurant business. Like yeah. we, this is what we are supposed to do for each other. That's what life is supposed to look like. You help each other. You, you receive help. You give back to community. You make the world a better place. And I know it sounds kind of like hoo-ha, but it, it's for real, right? It's just we can all win in this game if, if you're willing to be humble and to help and to uh, receive and also give at the same time. Definitely. Like, like, like you touched on earlier, you know, money is not, you know, you said money lets you be your true self. Well, you know, mother, money's not good, inherently good or evil. It's all on what you do with it once you have it. And, you know, that's yeah, the whole thing yeah. is, you know, take this responsibility. You have been successful and you've grown. Now go ahead and take that and reinvest it and, you know, and, and just make 
things better, you know, be able to help those behind you. And, you know, because it gives you that freedom, you know, you're at at this point where you've, you know, you've busted your tail and you've gotten to this point and now you can help others. And, you know, and, the, the more people that you reach back and help, especially if you help like-minded people who are wanting to, you know, make the world a better place. Well, each one of those, you know, you're just, you know, if you take somebody and you teach them how to make, you know, how to, to build up to a thousand units. Well, you know, if you have a thousand units and you're doing good, but you know, you've treated, you've taught four other people how to get for a thousand units each. And by the time they acquire a thousand, you have 2000 now. So that means you now have 6,000 units instead of 2000 units. And now you can put 6,000 units worth of profit to good instead of just two. That's how you're, you're, you're expanding your network and you're helping these, you know, multiple other people's get up, up where you're at. You're still growing and you're still going to outpace them most likely. Um, but even if you are, you've still reached out and you've made your network of doing good grow by that much more because you've you've taken the time to help other like-minded people grow and build their business. So now that they can do their why and do what they're called to do good, now they get to do it. Plus, you get to do yours, and because you you were not you were self selfless enough to be able to reach back and help those other people out. And it just, it just, it makes that ball grow faster and just, you know, your, your ability to do well and to help others just grows exponentially. Yeah. And I, and I have figured out this one thing just on that topic. I I have figured out over time that what I did in my twenties and early thirties with the single family was good. And I give myself credit, but I made a very, difficult mistake looking back that I did it all by myself. And it is, you you don't want to do this stuff by yourself. You should not do it by yourself. You should surround yourself with amazing people and be part of a team. I want to partner with good people for real, because it's more fun. It is flat out more fun. And then you can find people like, for example, someone's going to help me with my Instagram presence, or someone's going to help me with my LinkedIn presence and the web presence. And those are the types of things I'm looking for. And because I've have partnered with such great people they have people in their networks who have the ability to do those things and to help me grow as a person um but man this stuff is just so much more fun when you're doing it in a group as opposed to being you know scrooge mcduck in a room on a computer doing deals by yourself for what eventually it just and if you're doing it by yourself look there, there are multifacets, like you said, even a single family, multifamily, whatever it is, there's multifacets, there's multiple parts and pieces, there's lots of parts and pieces moving, there's lots of stuff yep. that needs to be done. And I can yep. tell you, I, I can tell you what, that, you know, you're probably only going to like doing half of it, probably not even that much of it, you're going to have, you're going to have that 20% that, you know, you wake up in the morning and you go, this 20% is why I really do it. I do the other 80% because that 80% lets me do this 20%. And the more more members you have on your team, the more you can focus on that 20%. And it's amazing that when you get to focus on those parts that you just really love and you know it's and this is not saying that when you're doing that other 80% that you're slacking off, it's just human nature that when you're doing something, there is that extra level, you know, it's when they say that 110%, you know, you, you know, if you don't like uh, 
say underwriting's not your thing. The looking at spreadsheets, it drives you nuts. Right, right. It doesn't right. mean exactly. it doesn't mean that you're bad at doing the spreadsheets, no. and it doesn't mean that you're not putting a hundred percent effort into doing those spreadsheets. It's just that when somebody else loves it, they look at yep. it and they just, yep. you know, they're just boom, 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 boom. And, you know, they're probably better at it on top of that just because yeah, they I have enjoy a couple it. people that are better than that, better than me on that stuff. I can, the, on the diligence pieces. And I, I tend to be stronger on the negotiation, finding the money and things of that nature. So you're right. I mean, that's, that's the purpose of a team and it relieves stress from you and they're good at what they do. You're good at what you do. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Find, find, find good people that, especially, you know, when you're building your team, find good people that, you know, find good people that love doing what you don't like doing. You know, if there's something, you know, and and it's going to be different for everybody and everybody's going to have their, their preferred things that they like to do and the things that they don't like to do. But, you know, look, it, you either find a teammate that you partner with that can do that, or you find a teammate that you're paying to do that thing that you don't like. It's, there's mm-hmm. no reason, there's no reason trying to be, like you said, Scrooge McDuck and holding every single last penny to you. You know, it's just go do, you know, figure out what part of it is really your cup of tea and just concentrate right. on that. And a, you'll be, You'll you'll be happier, and because you're happier, you'll be more successful at what you're doing sure. because you enjoy it. And I hope your listeners heard that, uh, because partnering is everything. So, and I love partnering. So, if anybody wants to connect with me, they can connect with me through this or whatever. But, and that's what I was saying before. Real estate has connected me to some pretty amazing people across the world, um, even even uh, folks that I've met overseas who have become or come into some of my deals or we become a partner together on stuff or whatever. It's just been an amazing ride over these, uh, 20 now 21 years. Um, and you know, the beautiful thing about real estate, it's always going to be here. So while I am starting to think about quote unquote, retiring from all these active careers that I have, I will always be a real estate investor in some form or facet for the next couple of decades, especially as I teach my kids how to, take control of their lives and create passive income, learn the business world. That is an expectation I have of them. And they, they understand that. Um, but I, I, I feel like I have it all because I'm only 44 now. I'm going to be doing this stuff for the next three decades. And if I've accomplished what I've accomplished in the last four years or three years in multifamily, I can just imagine what I'm going to accomplish, the people that I'm going to meet uh, in the next three decades. And I'm super humbled by that. And uh, I am absolutely looking forward to the ride. So, 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 so am I. I'm so. Uh, I I want to watch your uh, watch your ride, and that's that's another thing that you know. This is an amazing community to be tied into, and yeah. the 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 caliber and level of people you get to meet. It's uh, you know, it's enjoyable just to watch what other people are doing. You know, there's the, you know, this is such an abundance mindset community overall. Um, you know, it's there's people, so you have your good and your bad, but overall, there's such an abundance mindset that you know we all like watching and seeing other people what they can do and what they can grow to, and just you know, watching this vehicle propel people into the their next level and it's it's amazing to watch yeah yeah i love it and i like watching people's rides as well and 
I hope to be, I try to be a part of people's journey, if it makes sense. Like if you have like-minded values, that's the big thing. If you're chasing money, I, I'm not interested in partnering with you. If you are doing real estate for a why, or you're trying to solidify your family, you're trying to get out of your nine to five, you're passionate about being a ballerina, but you don't have enough money. Like if you, you have that why, then your journey is going to be a beautiful thing. If it's a, if it's a money chase, in my humble opinion, uh, you may make a little bit of money, but eventually you're going to crash. Yeah, because that money money just isn't the – the it's not a good why. If anybody no. out there is listening, if your main why is just money, you need to sit in a quiet room and really think because that's not your true why. Um, I haven't yep. met anybody that – you know, there are certainly plenty of people out there that that is their why. But at the end of the day, usually once they get it, they have to sit down and go, um, th- this didn't this didn't make me happy. Um, yep. And they have to figure exactly. out their why. Or they'll be miserable, one of the two. There's plenty of rich, miserable people out there that yeah. still haven't found their I know, why. I know you know, quite a few. <laughs> so, um, um, well, this, uh, this call's getting a little long. Um, I always ask every guest, what is your favorite way to give back to your, your community? And I know you mentioned the $50 million check, but how do you like to give back to your community now? You know what? That's an interesting question. And I, I appreciate that. The, the way I have been doing it over the past 20 years is I was in military service. So I'm a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force and I'm retiring very shortly. Um, I became a street cop in the Washington, D.C. area 10 years ago. Um, and I wanted to do that because I wanted to give back to my local community and find a way to connect with people. So I never did that for the money. I did that because I would have the authority to help people in unique ways. Awesome. Um, awesome. I'm starting to leave that now, but you, you hit the nail on the head for me at this point, I, I can go volunteer for an organization and spend 10 hours of my time, or I can use that 10 hours to find the next real estate deal that'll make a million dollars and then give 75% of that away to charity or to some cause or to a person who will do something great with it. So the way that I give back to community now is I'm going to grow this thing that I'm doing. I don't call it a business because I'm not trying to build a business. I'm trying to build assets. I'm going to keep building these assets to the point where I can do something extremely significant, like a Bill and Melinda Gates or some subset of that. Um, awesome, along awesome. the way, I'm going to mentor people and be part of people's teams and help them. But that's my way of doing it. And then I expect to pass that on in my family such that they're good members of the community as well. And, uh, you know, the Philogene name lives on the way that my, um, my father gave it to me, something that's respectful and always, uh, to be counted on. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Well, Maurice, what's a, what's a good way if anybody wants to reach out to you, what's a good way for them to get a hold of you and get in touch with you? Yeah. So like I said, I will have web presence soon. I'll have a website up, um, that will be the best way in the future. But for now, LinkedIn is fine. Maurice Philogene, just the way David, you, I'm sure you have it in show notes or in the title of the show. Definitely be in the show notes. Yep. So Maurice Philogene on LinkedIn and also Maurice Philogene on Instagram. Those are by, by far the two best ways to catch me. And then in the future, something else will be there. Awesome. Awesome. And, and hopefully uh, when that website, uh, you know, Maurice will reach out to me and I can throw that on the show notes too, when it uh, gets to that point. So I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hop on and, and yeah. talk with me and my listeners and uh, just uh, 
thank you so much for your time. And until next time, thank you. Appreciate it, man. God bless for putting this information out to people who need it. Thank you. All right. Take care.